Did you know that I'm the hottest fucking gambler in Europe right now, bitch? <laughs> Pay my ass in fucking rubles, bro. I am fucking <laughs> hot. <laughs> Yo, your bets overseas is something else, you know? <laughs> What's your record over there compared to my Euro picks? <laughs> it is... It is Tom Brady versus Daniel Jones. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, dude, I, I fucked today up. I, I, I hit everything. Here's the thing that pisses me off, though. I almost went undefeated. Really? Dynamo was up five nothing halfway through the third period. They won five to four. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't pull it in the open net. Fucking Siberia, dude. <laughs> Cover the spread. It was unbelievable. I was watching because the the puck line, the minus 1.5, was plus yeah. 190. And I had a good few units on that. So I was like, oh. I, I, I almost turned it off. I was like, this is – I should have bet minus 3.5. That would have been like plus 700. Yeah. But no, they just could not stop them from scoring and could not get it out of their own end. So I still won the like it was like plus one ten in regulation. But man, that was it was almost a perfect day that I won Malmo in Sweden, the SHL. I won a parlay. All my all my heavy favorites. I knew the favorites weren't going to lose. All the favorites won. Made me a. Plus five twenty six bet, that was fire. Okay. Hit ska plus plus two because I saw they were playing. Uh, who are they playing? They were playing somebody that they had. Sochi. Sochi's a new team in the league this year, and I was like, they're at home. Man, ska. I don't think ska's gonna lose at home. And guess what? They fucking didn't. They won three nothing, bro. So you made good money today, not bad. Yeah, dude. I KHL love- hockey, guys, check that out because Jay is picking up all the winners. I am up twenty-two units today. Jeez, damn, that was a good day. Yeah, yeah, that which was a really good day. Well, I basically made all my money back from fucking pushing it all in on the Bucks to cover against Dallas. So. We're back. There you go. <laughs> You're guaranteed. you got tonight in the in the boring the boring game but i think both teams need a win which makes it a little bit interesting i don't think either one of these teams can afford to start 0 and 2 
because that right. East, the NFC East is tough. Like, I, I don't, I don't really see any of the NFC East teams like making a real run at the Super Bowl, but right. I think like every team in the NFC East could be like ten and seven, or eleven and six. You know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. Um, it's interesting all the stats on this game. Like Daniel Jones is like zero and five on Thursday night, but he's four and zero against the Redskins. So it's like, uh, sure. I think I think the Giants win this one though. No, do that, bro. I'm excited this week. I think this week is gonna be a good fucking week for gambling. I'm gonna make some. Yeah. I'm gonna make some money. I definitely think this is a really good week to bet on some underdogs that are not actually underdogs. And number yeah, you're, one, you're funny. all on the dogs this week. You said that, and yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't necessarily agree. Yeah, man, I definitely think there's a lot of these teams that surprisingly won week one. And they're gonna really shock the world when they week week when they win week two. It's gonna be really interesting, especially when it comes to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles against the 49ers. I think that's one of the game of the week right now. That's really blowing up. Like it the spread started at five and a half for the 49ers. Now it's down to like three. Real at Philly, right? Yeah, Philly. So, like, this is going to be almost a pick 'em game at kickoff because a lot of people are believing in Jalen Hurts. And meanwhile, like, the owner and GM of Philly are still probably like talking about getting Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, think we can get Tua? <laughs> Do you think we could just get all the young guys in here? See what happens. Like, no, man. Jalen Hurts looks like he's the answer. And you guys should really pay attention to this Eagles team now because this whole division can go from being the worst to being the best really fast. Well, they did you hear uh he had the biggest increase in jersey sales? Went up five hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I 100% believe it, especially in Philadelphia. No one believed in him. And then he played that awesome game, and then Philly probably itself made that go up. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, man. He, Philly's a tough crowd, man. I, I, yeah, I think they sleep, you sleep on Jalen because I don't think he's as good a passer, as, like pure passer, as say, like a Deshaun. Or obviously, maybe like a Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think he's not as fast or as like much of a slasher as a Lamar, or again, even like I don't know, like a Kyler. But right. the way I he, mean, but he's he's better than average, and I think he puts it together in a more polished way than they do. Yeah. Well, there you go. I I, I would compare him a lot more to like a slower Kyler. A more pass, a more pass happy Kyler. How about that? Because like Kyler will take the fuck off a lot, but Jalen will actually sit and roll and wait to the very last second, like drag it all the way to the line of scrimmage and then make that pass. 
Yeah, I just think he's he has a more mature game, and I think he sees the field better. And people want to yeah. put him in this box where he's like a like a true dual threat quarterback or whatever. And I don't know that he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like I think legitimately he's just a quarterback who can run. Yeah, but he has a good arm. Yeah. I like so. I I he's way more Deshaun than Lamar. I think he's way more Deshaun than Kyler. Are we are we just sitting here arguing that Jalen Hurts is just Jalen Hurts? Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. And again, that's that's the issue with Philly is they're like trying to figure out, man, what is he? And just instead of just being like, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And he'll win you games. Huh? Like just believe in him and you'll do just fine. And get him. I mean, they have a really good receiving core, too. So they got him his guy, and it looks like it's working out. Do you want it? More, you... No, go ahead. The more and more weeks that they get to play together, now that Jalen Rager's here and Smith, and, like, once they keep playing more weeks together, it's going to put together really, really well. Yeah, my whole thing with Devonta Smith is just can he be durable in the kind of impact he's going to take at this level? And so far, so good. You will see. We haven't seen him take a real hit yet. And once he takes one, then we will see if he gets up or if he just poofs into thin air. <laughs> just dust. <laughs> yeah, don't run him over the middle against some teams. No. Bro, do you want to hear my weirdest spread of the week? What? I'm I'm just kind of looking at the spreads to see how how they've moved, you know? Yeah. And I think right now the weirdest spread to me is you have Chicago uh playing Cincinnati and Chicago's minus two and a half. They're minus one forty. That one is a crazy crazy that one started at uh at three and a half and now it's getting down to that like another pick them against the Bengals. i i feel like that Bengals plus 120 is just staring at me like i'm a fucking idiot (laughs) i mean i'm gonna take it why this is why this not? is why this is why we should record <laughs> later at night more often because I'm just looking at these spreads and I just do I need to sleep more? Like how are <laughs> I watching both games? I guess I could see Chicago winning, but I feel like if you flip those lines, I would it would make more sense to me. If you said Bengals minus two and a half. Really? Thanks. You really think you really think that the Bengals should be favorite at Chicago? Like, the only reason why Chicago is a favorite is because of their home. Like, they're pretty yeah. much saying that they're the same fucking team almost, except especially with Andy Dalton starting. It's not that far away. <laughs> it's, a, it's the grass. <laughs> they don't cut the shit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. 
because uh, I suppose I mean the Vikings were favored even more on the road against Cincinnati. So anyway, that that was weirding me out. <laughs> Who are you taking? I think I'm I think I'll lead Cincinnati. I think I take Cincinnati money line is is the ticket. Yeah, I'm taking Cincinnati money line. It makes sense because I think Joe Mixon has another big game and I think he's going to lead the league in rushing for a little bit until all the other horses can get together. And I think they lean on him especially against this defense. They're going to he's going to slash his defense and the Bears are going to be like fuck because their offense ain't going to be moving because they keep starting Andy Dalton. We haven't heard no reports of them saying Fields is in this week. Nothing at all. They're just going Andy Dalton. Unless they're going to fucking surprise Cincinnati, which is like, oh, shit. Good job. Also, why? Right. Makes no fucking sense. And the Jets lose their offensive tackle for eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt. That's that might be that, that might be it for them. <laughs> Did you, I said their offensive tackle, not Zach Wilson and Coleman and fucking Jameis Crowder that seems to get COVID every other weekend. He's active now. No, I did like, I think like, I I didn't think they were that deep on the offensive line. I don't know that you want to lose somebody with a rookie quarterback. I mean, that was going to suck. Absolutely. Still going to suck. Absolutely. But still. Zach Wilson is a mobile quarterback that could get it done. I don't know about this week against the Patriots, but I think he could get it done. Bro, I think he might see- cover the spread. This spread is minus uh, plus six. Did you see Mac Jones winking at the Dolphins linebackers? Bro, telling you. I, there was a. Story that came out about Mac Jones about being like a gamer, like a true gamer, like didn't want the ball. Like, no, nah, I'm just playing this game. Like, this is every day back in the office. Like, that's the type of shit that's like, all right, man, you eat, breathe, shit this game. And that shit, it makes you completely different than everyone else. And that's greatness. And Mac Jones might be that guy but with a little bit of cockiness. Like, is Belichick going to keep fucking letting that happen? Who knows? Who knows? I think Mac might be the guy to be like, come on, Grandpa. I'm not Tom. I'm going to have fun out here, but I'm going to listen to you at the same time, but keep a straight face at the same time. He's just starting with Tampa Brady cockiness? Hey, that would be perfect for New England. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. This week four matchup is going to be insane. See, that kind of sucks. I mean, not bad. Week four is okay because at week four, you're not really – like you're finally getting into the groove groove of things. 
But if it was like a week six, I would have been like, all right. Just watch, this is, dude. This just, is boxing. Just watch. <laughs> the the year the TV deal takes off, Mac Jones is going to sign like a 20-year extension with like $200 million signing bonus, making $3 million a year for like the next 20 years. That makes complete sense. That makes Patri- sense. Patriots have a quarterback locked down for 15 years at $3 million a year. <laughs> Perfect. Sign the deal. We'll talk in 10 years. Fuck <laughs> it. Okay. I like it. I like this Mac Jones guy. And he's going to play like- Brady probably three or four times in the next six years. Oh, God. No. Probably, but no. <laughs> if I can do it, I could see it. I can make it there. 50, 50 years old playing in the NFL. One of the most violent sports on the planet next to rugby. It is crazy that at 50, he's going to put that helmet on. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I said it when they drafted Kyle Trask. Watch out, because he, he might not be the QB of the future. <laughs> It, it might be it might be that kid from Ohio State that just opted out of his senior year of high school. <laughs> Kyle Trask is gonna learn from Tom and then bounce around like Josh Rosen is right now. Or or uh what? Uh Ryan Mallett. Ryan Mallett, there you go. Man. <laughs> the Ryan Mallett with an alarm clock. <laughs> Did you see that spread in the beginning for the Bucks and Falcons? Yeah, it was what? I did, wasn't it 13 and a half? Yeah, now it's 12 and a half. I took okay. it at 13 and a half, I think. Yeah, not bad. It will, will it be a true blowout? Is that the, no, that's the second game at home. How much uh, do you think the. Yeah, it's at home. If you could put an uh, alternative spread on this game, how much do you think it's really going to be? I would bet it up to 20 and a half. I think they could easily win by three score, three touchdowns. And this is just a regular game, so it's not even going to be televised or anything like that. So I mean, it's going to be just a quiet blowout that you'll just see the fucking highlights. <laughs> pop up every five minutes <laughs> i mean here's the thing i would put and i might like i might put like the, the issue for me is the money line is minus 800 i would put yeah. i would put if it got me any kind of return i would put my house on the buccaneers minus 800 <laughs> the, the issue is like if I had Calvin Ridley in fantasy, I would start him right now. Because yeah. unless unless you're going to shadow him with Antoine Winfield Jr., this could just be a track meet. Because I, again, I don't think the Buccaneers' defense could stop COVID with two masks. <laughs> Man, that would be very interesting if there's a shootout down there. Just 35, 28, just keeps going, keeps going type shit. I'll be insane. I mean, I have ultimate faith in the Buccaneers because I just don't think Atlanta has the horses to keep up with them. But 
I'll say this. Kyle Pitts is on my fucking bench after last week. Oh, yeah. Darren, Darren Waller gets 19 targets. You can't get 10. <laughs> Darren Waller is a totally different beast, though. Totally different beast. Like, but I can understand what you're saying. But that's Cadillac, that Cadillac Waller. Built, that's that small built tight end type shit, man. He's not that tall. Waller's a beast. He looks like a damn basketball player out there. About to trade Kyle Pitts for that dude on the Washington football team from Chile. Hey, he might get some serious touches here soon. Because that dude is yoked as shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> basketball training, huh? All right. You know that. that he came over when he was in like ninth grade? Like he's been in this country for like seven years. Eight years. Uh, it's not bad. I thought. Why did he? Why did he think he came like yesterday? I thought he was <laughs> playing like professionally, like professional, like small football, like the the German dude for the Vikings. Oh, those little leagues and shit that they yeah. have. Oh no, just put a helmet on a couple of years ago. Fuck it. Oh, other news. Uh, two coaches have said they are not focused on the USC job. Urban Meyer and Eric Bieniemy. Do you believe either one? I definitely believe Urban Meyer because I feel like Urban Meyer has that, oh, yeah, I will definitely figure it out here. I'm in the NFL. But Eric Bieniemy should absolutely be like, um, I think his quote was, I am where my feet are. Your feet should be in California. You should take that job immediately. So the offensive coordinator, whoever it'll be, it'll probably be Andy Reid take over until someone else comes in. But it'll be the perfect move for Kansas City. It'll be enemy move. They're having problems with this, trying to make big plays all the time. A new offensive coordinator will change that shit. At the very least, if you want to be successful, Biennemi needs to be like, I'm definitely interested in coaching the USC Trojans. So if any recruits want Chiefs tickets, hit me up. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, if you want to come in, don't wear, wear a jacket. Be cool, calm, and collective. Don't act like you're from UFC. And then we'll go from there. Andy Reid should probably push him out to do that. Bro, my Blue Jays are hot as shit, too. I was are they on that. Yeah, they got it right now. They just swept the Rays. Damn. Shit's serious over there. Yeah, dude. I, I told you their schedule, I think, is, like, the most favorable. Um, If you've got anything else. Oh, I got a whole bunch of little stuff real quick. Yeah, go for it, man. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. Money back guarantee. Wide world of sports. Uh, T. Higgins is going to change his number in the middle of this season. 
He is going from 85 to 5. The reason he doesn't like the Chad Ochocinco 2.0 that he's seeing on the Twitter world. So he's changing it to 5 because he wants to be Higgins 5 and the only one to do it. Smart. I agree. Uh, like Chad's too big a name. Like when he said he wanted to be 85, not only do I think 85 kind of sucks as a number for a receiver, yeah. but like, dude, his name is literally Ocho Cinco. And he's the, by far the best player your franchise has ever had. Right. Why would he even get that number in the first? Why, why is Cincinnati letting that number go out anyway? Yeah. since Cincinnati should have just been like, Hey man, I, unless they were going to, unless the, they were going to try to make it like 88 on the Cowboys. How Jerry Jones just gets his dick hard to have a good receiver who's 88 watches too much soccer. And like, cause like, I remember, I think we might even talked about on the show, like CD lamb wanted to be uh what two, like he was in college and Jerry Jones like, uh, what is that? You want to be number 88? Yep. You're going to be 88. And CD was like, I guess. Okay. Say no to Jerry Jones. Yeah, good luck passing that by. Yeah, and it looks fucking weird on him because he's tiny. Yeah, everyone man. else to wear eighty-eight was big. Dez was big. Michael Irving was big. It looks so weird on tiny CD Lamb. He would look way better in two. Yeah, but CD Lamb. I mean, right now, Mari Cooper would rock eighty-eight just to rock the soccer ten. Bullshit, but yeah, CD Lamb's probably your best bet to have to be an elite receiver for 10, 15 years there if you pay him. I mean, he doesn't go crazy on you. Because watching the end of uh, Hard Knocks, I think if Jerry Jones like doesn't pay him right away or some bullshit, I think he'll go a little crazy. <laughs> That's hey, fair. OBJ is out week two, and it was an early call. It was Tuesday when they called that OBJ would be out for week two. Why so early? Uh, I think it's because they they specifically said it wasn't a setback. So I, I think they, they said it early because they didn't want it to be like a thing. Okay. Like, oh, like he keeps trying to play on game day and he can't play on game day. They wanted, they like, I think they knew they were going to rest him. Obviously, it's, I don't think you're going to miss him that much against Houston, according to the spread, which is what, 13? Yeah. Yeah. 13. Uh, Yeah. Don't think you're going to miss him. Just not worth it if he's if he's a little bit sore, he's a little bit banged up. Yeah, like don't even make him travel. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So I think that was it. Just getting in front of it. It is a weird situation. I mean, if they were if they were trying to move him, this is a dumb move because obviously people are going to start to think like he's not healthy. So right. regardless, you've got to play him sooner or later. Uh, I just I don't I don't blame them for not for sitting them against Houston. Yeah, I also but, don't know what his status is, but apparently his status is like that knee is was not good enough to play against Kansas City, 
And I guess Stefanski basically said OBJ won't play one play until he can play 60 plays. Gotcha. They're not, they're not going to ease him back. He's either all the way back or he's out. And man, that Schwartz is a burner. He got hands. Yeah. He gets open. I think there yeah, was like man. one. I think there was like one catch he should have had that he didn't. Got had a little rookie moment, but man, Baker trusted him when the game was kind of on the line. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. It'd be very interesting if they could find a way to move him, but I don't know where, and I don't know what the number would be. Right now, it would probably be a third or a second, late second, maybe oh, third. Man. I see. Here's the thing for the Browns. I don't think it's for it's the pick is the issue because. Like they'll just use that money to pay Baker, pay Jarvis. The I mean, you're gonna have to start paying people sooner or later. Get your Davian back another year. Um, Denzel Ward, I think, has one year left on his rookie deal, and he's somebody you'd probably want to resign. They'll trade him for the cap space. It's honestly who can take on Odell's contract and wants to. All right. And. Obviously, getting him to a place that makes sense because I think Baltimore would take OBJ right now, but I don't know that the Browns want OBJ in the division. Yeah, that's true. But for the nice, for the right price, I think they would definitely do it because that team right now is doing just fine. And that team is going to run. So just watch Godwin. <laughs> Tampa won't resign Godwin and OBJ will go to Tampa. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> but I mean, I think the Browns could definitely use OBJ this week against Houston because Mark Ingram said that Houston has a championship type team. Or excuse me, Houston is a championship type team. Big trust. <laughs> if they beat the Browns, you have to believe them. But yeah, no, being no. Plus say, and a half, say no, no more. Way. Yeah, if you, you know what? Maybe I will just. Put, I should just put some money on that. Plus four. Damn. So there's a that spread is there, nasty too. There's a better chance of Houston beating the Browns than the um sorry, than the Falcons beating the Buccaneers, according to Vegas. Damn. Do, you be, do you believe that? Ain't no way. There's That's no way. That's interesting because the Houston is plus 475 and Atlanta's plus 550. (laughs) Somebody's going to put money on both of those, though. Parlay those? Ooh. It'd be a nice nice little cash in if they both hit, but it would be a crazy game if Atlanta can find a way to squeeze it against the Bucs. I mean – I still have money on Florida over Bama, so I'm I'm done with my long shots for the week. <laughs> yeah, you used yours up very early this week, man. And that was plus five seventy five. <laughs> That's major. Yeah, you crazy for doing that one. 
But yeah, they're both away too. So going in there and beating them. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. But I'll parlay it just for fun. Fuck it. <laughs> Throw some money on it. See what happens. Yeah, I mean, together, that'd be what, like, plus 2,000? Have to be. What's the odds for Houston making the Super Bowl? Uh, I can tell you right now. Probably half a million. <laughs> uh, I, don't th- I don't know that it goes that high, but <laughs> I think it usually caps out on, like, plus 10,000. 10,000? Hmm. But my computer will freeze. I will tell you. Uh, it is plus 30,000. Plus 30,000. Uh, same with Detroit. They're both at the bottom plus 30,000. Mark, if you really believe this shit, put money on it. Put your house on plus 30,000 for you guys to make the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, Atlanta is plus 8,000. 8,000? Yeah, the same as Chicago, Philly, and Carolina. Chicago, Philly, and Carolina. I mean, Houston is plus 1,400. Rank those teams real quick. Chicago, Philly, Carolina, Atlanta. One, two, three, four. Uh, Philly, Carolina, Chicago, Houston? Or Atlanta? I have Chicago, two, Carolina, three. With Philly, number one. That's not bad. That's not bad. So the Houston Texans are plus 1,400. To win their the AFC South with Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Tennessee, so they have the same chance to win their division as the Green Bay Packers, the Cleveland Browns, or the Baltimore Ravens have to win the Super Bowl. Oh my goodness, that is insane! And this is a championship type team. Where? Where? To Rod. <laughs> this team looks good at like if this team's at like six and two, does Deshaun come back? <laughs> give him give him eight weeks to figure out his legals. Bro, if they're six and two, you <laughs> trade Deshaun for three firsts and two seconds like you wanted to, and you just give Tyrod an extension. Yeah. I would take two two. I'll take two ones and two twos just to make sure the trade goes through. And how old is Tyrod though? Tyrod's like thirty two. He's not a young guy. Age aging like wine though. Yeah. What what team is this? This this wine gets passed a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's thirty two. You're right. Yeah. yeah. This bottle of wine gets passed down a lot. To a lot of teams, so been a journeyman, a good journeyman, man. It works out for him. Finds a spot, plays well. He's okay. He's got a career passer rating of ninety. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. 
I mean, the only issue is you look, he's just gotten pulled for really good people. He's basically just Alex Smith. Who's better, though? Alex before the light, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I would think it's Alex Smith, but it's, it's hard to say because I don't think Tyrod's ever really gotten a chance to run a team for a full year. <clears throat> Well, he's got one now, and he looked good. And he's also he's also never had Andy. He's also had two like Super Bowl caliber coaches. That Ooh. Andy Reid and uh, Jim Harbaugh, Alex Smith. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Jim Harbaugh, Niners, bro. I know, but he's not a. He literally made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, got lucky. Fuck, he's on. You make it to the Super Bowl, you are a Super Bowl caliber coach. I don't make the rules. That's just what it is. All right. Scary Terry for a touchdown. He's good, man. He's just he's he's got to hope he doesn't get like that Chris Carter. Where he just gets nothing but journeymen and old, old ass quarterbacks. Dude, someone needs to stick it there. They he needs Spencer Rattler. There it is. Boom. If not, if not, he can't sign an extension. No way. He he's got to he's got to get. Maybe he'll go to Jacksonville to play for Urban again. <sighs> is that what is that what Urban thinks he's going to recruit all his guys that play for him? Is that what this is? A 10-year plan to get Ohio State and fuck he's gonna change Jacksonville's colors and all that other shit. Is that is that what it is? He's gonna put start putting like stickers on their helmets every time they make a good play. Fuck. Little, little scratches. Oh fuck. Fuck out of here. I hope, I hope that's not what it is. I really hope Urban doesn't think that. Because that should be crazy as fuck. You got anything else small? Uh, no. Other than I know Evander Kane definitely did it. Yeah. Want to talk a little hockey? Yeah, let's talk hockey, man. He is a fucking cheater. I know. You can tell in his body posture and him not answering the questions, looking at the person at all, just looked. He chuckled at a question at one point. Bro, why would you do it? You might just be on Molly. I mean, that, that gives you one reason. Apparently, he just, like, lives in clubs, so. Oh, well, there it is. A couple of bookies come up. Hey, brother man, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. You I, a game or two. I'm making it profitable. Yeah, why is he, he Italian? I have no idea. His his uh his ex-wife is not doing him any favors. Wasn't she like coming out with the tell-all? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. I don't know if it was a tell-all, but she was just like, man, she really if if it's true, like and he's like denied it, but he, his finances went public. Did you read that? Like no, it was this was like a couple years ago. It was right about the time he started trying to fight Logan Paul. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, Evander Kane is basically the ESPN thirty for thirty broke in a hockey player. Like he makes like he makes like eight or what six million a year, something like that. But it, somehow he's in debt like fifty two million dollars. Damn. What the fuck were you doing, bro? Like, it, it's – but if you – like, there was an article. Let me, let me try to find it. But maybe maybe this is it. Uh, he's made over $50 million in his career. Uh, he's scheduled to make $3 million. He filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Uh, he's 29 has $10 million in assets, and owes $27 million in liabilities. So he is he's pretty fucked. Um, $17 million in debt? He yeah. He sells all the shit? And that's including his homes. Jeez. Uh, he, also, he also owes $16 million, though, in unpaid loans, uh, $250K in federal and state unpaid taxes, $80K in credit card charges, he owes his former age sports agency 530k and is involved in a 1.3 million dollar arbitration dispute with a financial services company that arranged for him to get an 8.3 million dollar loan at a bank. So yeah. he he in his bankruptcy filing he listed 47 creditors. <laughs> Who has that line, yo? Jeez. Yeah, and he also – I'm telling you, man, if you were a better <laughs> athlete, this was you just living in your shitty apartment because he also had $1.5 in gambling losses that he claimed. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, bro. Uh, he, also listed, he also listed seven dependents. So he is paying for seven people. Uh, his daughter, his mother, father, sister, grandmother, and two of his uncles. So this is where you get like the broke shit. Uh, he <laughs> says his monthly income is just $2,000 and all of his income is coming from a podcast. But so he, his monthly income is $2,083, but he has 93,000 in monthly expenses and 15,000 a month going to family members. Wait, that doesn't wait. Numbers don't add up here, bro. But again, this was all public knowledge uh because he filed bankruptcy. So when yeah. all of that came out, like this was I think in January, like now it's like, well, bro, now it's real suspicious when you're in Europe at the club and your wife is at home. And now yep. when your wife says like he's throwing games and he's a piece of shit, well. Man, it sounds like you're in debt, uh, like a million dollars a month. So, yeah, yeah, I could see how you're trying to do anything. And 1.5 million in gambling losses. Yeah, maybe, maybe a bookie is having you throw some games, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez, that is a lot of fucking money going on to your folks, and you're broke. 29 yeah. years old, too, man. Fucking young and dumb as fuck. Yeah. And, like, he's a good hockey player, but he's definitely 
like more of a fighter. So no, you don't know fight. you don't know how long his career is gonna be. He's, he's on the league right now, right? I mean, technically he's under contract. Oh shit. Under where? San Jose Sharks, man. Oh, still. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he'll be on the roster this year. We'll see what happens. Clearly he's arbitrating with the league, so I mean, right. if, if they find him guilty, I'm imagining he's going to get a lifetime ban, and then he's going to be fighting uh, Greg Hardy in the fucking UFC. Yeah, that would make the most sense for him at that point. <laughs> hey, Dana, I got debt, and I got a name. What's up? <laughs> yeah, our, our money-back guarantee body language expert, Angel, has declared that Evander Kane is officially lying. He did that he's- shit. He's guilty. He is guilty. I've watched two shows on how to read body language, so I am almost an expert. No, you know, fuck it. I am an expert. Vander Kade definitely did it. And if they find him not guilty of these charges, he paid a lot of money for that lawyer. Well, he doesn't have it, so. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, shit. The NHL is going to be very hard. It's it's very frustrating. The NHL announced on TNT they're going to have uh, a 50-game telecast on TNT, NHL on TNT, starting October 13th. Uh, And they're going to have 25 exclusive Wednesday night games, including 15 doubleheaders. And they're going to have seven weeks of Sunday games in the spring. So TNT is going to have a lot more hockey coverage. And they announced that ESPN is going to have like a bunch of games on ESPN and ESPN plus. So they're really making their money's worth with the new TV deal. Very frustrating for people who use NHL TV frequently, because I don't know how this game, how they're going to break this down, but I will be very disappointed if I went from just having NHL TV to having to have cable and ESPN plus, and they have games on Hulu. I'm, your boy might be back to just pirating. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I have cable, so I'll be watching all those games live and direct. So, no lag. Just go live on Just go live on Instagram. I'll watch it off your phone. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see a lot of hockey on ESPN. It's going to be interesting. Hockey, basketball, all mixing together there. ESPN's going to be busy. They've got a really good crew on ESPN and on TNT. The first names they announced were not great. Just not not huge names. But TNT got Paul Bissonette, who's going to be kind of their Shaq. their Charles Barkley. They've got Wayne Gretzky in studio. They've got a really good team. Nice. So. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, obviously, I think it's impossible to replicate what they did with Inside the NBA. Uh, but, okay. I mean, they're doing – they're getting good names. Even uh, ESPN, ESPN is getting Barry Melrose and John Bucigras and all their, all their big hockey names to step in studio. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be fun. So, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, they can get some – get some eyeballs on hockey and hopefully Kaprizov will sign a fucking contract yeah, somewhere because they, they need him in CSK and they need him with the wild. And I need him to sign one of those places so I can start making some money. 
Just sign. We'll we'll figure out where to bet. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I've seen Melrose actually a couple of days ago. That man's looking old, old. He is looking yeah. old. Yeah, man. New segment alert. Angel and I decided we are going to do something a little bit different. We are going to break down all of the games coming up this weekend, but more of a pick them. And we are going to give you the fantasy player to look for in each of the games this coming week. But I gotta n- 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 know what's your fantasy. Money back guarantee. Um, let's start off with the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. Who you got, Jay? So I'm going to take Buffalo minus three in a bounce back game. Uh, Buffalo's 0-1 against the spread. Miami is 1-0 against the spread. Miami covered last week. I think three is a good line. I think Buffalo wins by more than three. They need a bounce back game. I think they ran into a hot Steelers defense. Steelers defense despite all their losses, looked like a Super Bowl defense. They looked like they are a defense that can compete. And I think Dan Orlovsky was saying today, if the Steelers had Joe Burrow as their quarterback instead of Big Ben, he'd be their Super Bowl pick. Oh, and I don't, I don't hate that. I do think they might run into a Drew Brees situation where the, the guy who's going to really hold them back might end up being Big Ben, just not knowing when to hang it up. He's definitely on the breeze, the last year, the breeze to Brady spectrum. He's definitely starting to drift towards that breeze. Had a couple really good throws to Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, but we're not talking about the Steelers right now. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills. And so I'm on Buffalo Bills on this game, minus three. Uh, Moneyline minus 180. I think they pull it out. We're not necessarily picking these games, but uh, in terms of spread, but. I got Buffalo Bills to win. The player, the fantasy player that I'm watching, Stefan Diggs, was unimpressive last week. Uh, it just didn't look like the Stefan Diggs of last year. And it's really early in the season, so I don't want to say it's like a critical game for Stefan Diggs. But me personally, if Stefan Diggs does not show me something this week, I may be looking to group him in a trade for a Devonta Smith or, you know, a a young rookie, especially if I'm in, you know, a deeper league because, you know, Stefan Diggs has never had a season like he had last season. Josh Allen, uh, 538 posted that he is due for a regression. So this is a gut check time in division. Buffalo needs to win more than Miami does. I think two is going to come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, I'm going Buffalo Bills player to watch Stefan Diggs. All right, perfect. I'm uh, going with the Bills as well. Same thing. I think Stephon Diggs will have a big game. Uh, Two-touchdown game. Definitely think um, they will expose this defense a little bit. I think, Josh, the regression won't happen here. I think they'll have a big game here. Um, Next game is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Chicago Bears. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals here. I think they will actually look really impressive against Chicago. Chicago is still going to be dancing around these quarterbacks, not really telling who the starter is. And even if they put Justin Fields in this week, I definitely think um, 
Fields will struggle because he didn't get the full reps. I did check out Chicago still having Dalton take all the ones right now. So um, Joe Burrow will look really good. The fantasy football player for this game, I'm going to give it to Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon will keep on running. I think he'll have another big running game with another touchdown. And Joe Mixon will lead the league after week two in yards. So I don't hate that. I don't hate it at all. Um, I am going, I also would, I'm picking the Bengals. And again, we're not dealing, I'm not necessarily dealing with spreads right now. Just straight pick them. I'm picking the Bengals. However, my player to watch is going to be, well, one, Justin Fields, because I think this is going to be the beginning of the end for Dalton. I think he struggles this week. People start calling for Fields. I think next week they play Cleveland. And I think that's where, it's going to be the beginning of the end for Andy Dalton. Either they're going to play too safe and he's not going to have them in the game. But either way, I think week four, I'm circling that week four Detroit Lions game as Justin Fields coming out party. I think that's a good place for them to start. I think that might have even been their plan all along. Um, but my player to watch is going to be Allen Robinson. Okay. I think uh, you look at kind of their short shifty guys. Uh, I think Allen Robinson might play some slot. I think he's going to have a very similar impact that uh, Adam Thielen had. You don't need to be that great of a receiver uh, against the kind of soft interior defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the way they play, he's going to get some quick hot reads in the center and he's going to make them make a, make Cincinnati work. So I got Allen Robinson as my player to watch there. All right. Next game is the Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars. What you got there? Oh, uh, Broncos. I, I don't like the Broncos are hot. Jacksonville is absolutely not. Uh, again, just talking straight. Who's going to win? I got Denver winning this one. I got Denver winning this one pretty handedly. Uh, so does Vegas at minus 270. Uh, my player to watch my player to watch is Javante Williams, running back, North Carolina. Oh, shit. The rookie? I, I think this is where the rookie starts to cook. They gave him a lot of carries last week, and he didn't necessarily do as much as he should have. This Jacksonville Jaguars defense is bad. Stinks. Awful. Like, bigger holes than Swiss cheese. I, I think he has a big game. I think that they commit to the run pretty early on especially missing jerry judy and uh yeah he's gonna be my player to watch i think denver establishes the run and i don't think they let up welcome to trevor lawrence's welcome uh coming out party i think trevor lawrence has a huge game he looks more impressive this game he does it against the broncos team it's gonna be at home i'm taking the jags in this one player to watch trevor lawrence he's gonna come out he's gonna look good he's gonna look crisp he's gonna take more command of this offense and he's gonna be good to go he did split fucking carry uh reps with Minshew until they traded him that was his one week to get his fucking hands on this playbook by himself going in with going into week two i think the jags got this one just to note mbg nation uh angel also thinks jacksonville is gonna win seven games so Take take what you will. Here's number one. <laughs> uh, next game, uh, 
championship type team, Houston Texans versus the Browns. Um, super easy. I'm taking the Browns here. Um, I think Nick Chubb has a huge game, monster game. I'm thinking over 140 rushing on this team. It's going to be ugly really fast. I think this team will be up three touchdowns before halftime and bring Houston back down to earth. Yeah, you uh, you said after this week Joe Mixon is going to be the leading rusher in the NFL. I think it's going to be Nick Chubb. I agree with you. I, I am. We'll see how saucy I feel on Sunday morning, but I would feel very confident right now taking a minus 13. I'd love for – I might pick a teaser on that one, try to move the line to like minus seven, but I, I think the Browns win by two scores. Perfect. Um, next game, Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who you got there? This is a, actually a great game. Oh, Really? I, think, I, I think it's one of them. I think it's maybe okay. one of two or three. I think Pittsburgh wins it. Money line. I think Vegas will probably cover uh, plus six. Uh, I think Steelers have the tools to cover Darren Waller better than Baltimore did. And you need to shut down Darren Waller to win. I don't think Henry Ruggs is going to keep them in it. Zay Jones. I just, I think the Raiders are lacking weapons. Their offensive line is rebuilding, and I don't think anybody can stop TJ Watt. There's nobody on the Baltimore Ravens defense that attacks the quarterback like TJ Watt. Is that fair? Uh, yes, I, I give you that because he is a true fucking piece out there that he just disrupts every single play wherever he's at yeah Derek Carr was moving a lot in the pocket against Baltimore Mm -hmm. and I don't think they have nearly as good of a pass rush I think Derek Carr is going to have a long afternoon I think this is a low scoring game I think Vegas covers but I've got Steelers money line and I mean if we're talking fantasy I think I would potentially – I think I would go with Najee Harris. I think that's this is going to be his game because they're going to want to grind this out on the on the ground. I, I would rather run on Vegas than throw on Vegas. Um, I'd take Vegas to win this game. I think um, that the Raiders are really going to be moving this ball. I think that Josh Jacobs actually runs the ball well and Derek Carr really plays well against his defense. Um, fantasy player to watch is Brian Edwards, the receiver, second receiver for that team. Um, like you said, Waller's going to be covered a lot. If they're going to need another target, I think Edwards steps up into that role and takes this game from the Steelers. Definitely do. That's right. I forgot you're on AFC West moves to 2-0. and Kind of, because I have the Broncos losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for that futures bet you placed. So you're 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 playing both sides. So you always... Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um next game, uh Rams and the Colts. Um the Rams are going to the Colts. Uh I think they run against the Colts very well. I think Stafford is playing really well with this offense. I think they're gonna it's going to be a close game, but the Rams will take this one. 
Um, player to watch in that one, of course, is going to be Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had a really good game last game. Matt Stafford and him look like it's clicking very well, and it's going to be another good game for Cup that game. Uh, I agree with you. I got Rams. I take the line. I take the spread. Uh, I was going to say Robert Woods. I think Robert Wood. I think Indianapolis is going to probably play a deeper umbrella coverage after Russell Wilson just cooked them deep. I got Robert Woods on some intermediate routes as the big difference maker, but I don't disagree with you. Uh, I don't think LA gets a gets a real challenge here. All right. Uh, next game, Patriots at the New York Jets. That's a tough one. Not for the game. I have the Patriots. I'm leaning Patriots to win, Jets to cover, plus six. That's so tough because it's it opened at minus three and a half. It's up to minus six, and six feels like too much. I would have taken three and a half, but six feels like too much. I think that's a good spot for that line to be. And minus two fifty is just such a shitty money line where I would never in good. I I I ain't no. I don't I don't eat the chalk like that. So I. Yeah, it's just not worth the risk to bet minus 250. So I don't even know if I'll have action on this game except for in a parlay. Um, But yeah, I think the player to watch is... Man, it's probably going to be not a New England Patriot. (laughs) If you're looking for a fantasy player to watch, uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore? They gave him a lot of targets last week. He didn't necessarily come down with them. Uh, the New England secondary without Stefan Gilmore looked like it was missing a step. Now, Bill Belichick, who fucking knows, he's a genius for a reason. He's probably gonna, you know, what's what's that? There's like a there's like a Family Guy thing where there's like a ro- oh no, it's uh the Simpsons. There's a Simpsons episode where Homer and Bart enter a fighting robot tournament yeah. and. Uh, Homer is actually like inside a trash can fighting for the robot because he couldn't build a robot. Uh, <laughs> but they go to fight the Professor Frank's robot, and it's like this massive robot. And uh, Bart goes, Okay, so there's one weakness on this robot there's a small part right under its arm, and then you see Professor Frank walk over with a big spiky metal panel, and he welds it on. He goes, and now that weakness is now its strongest part. That's Bill Belichick. I I, I I could see him fixing this, but based off what I saw last week, I would take a Jets receiver, maybe a Berrios or uh, Elijah Moore to be the breakout player. But I'm very interested to watch Mac Jones respond. He said he they need to up the intensity, which I love out of a rookie. I might have a Mac Jones jersey by the end of the year. <laughs> Um, same, same thing here. I'm going to take the Patriots to win just to cover. Uh, player to watch will be Crowder, his first game back. Um, I think he'll get a lot of catches. Uh, like you said, Gilmore is not there. So I think with a lot of weapons moving around, I think Crowder gets a lot of touches and he'll be your player for fantasy in that game. <clears throat> Next game is going to be the New Orleans Saints against the Panthers. Um, I'm going to take the Saints here. Um, the spread is three and a half. I'll take the spread too. But just pick them wise, I'm going to take the Saints. 
and player to watch. Um, I'm going to give it to Alvin Kamara. I think Kamara has a really good game. Um, I do think uh, Winston has three touchdowns, though. So it's going to be a good, another big game for the New Orleans Saints and Carolina. Yeah, this is going to be a huge are they good game for yeah. both teams. Because I don't think, like, I mean, Carolina beat the Jets. They beat them convincingly, but it's the Jets' defense. And for mm-hmm. the most part, they didn't have Mackay Becton. New Orleans played, like, the shell of the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, to say, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I think player of the game, this is a pick for me for sure. Player of the game is either going to be Christian McCaffrey or it's going to be Jameis Winston. Okay. If the if the Panthers win, it's because Christian McCaffrey is all the way back, which they need him to be, and I need him to be on a personal level. Uh, <laughs> but if New Orleans wins, it's because Jameis is actually for real. He throws for another five touchdowns. I'll put a futures bet on Jameis Winston for MVP. Yeah, that thing went up crazy. It was at plus 3,000. Now it's at plus 1,900. He throws another five touchdowns. He might be minus 120. Mm-hmm. After week two, plus 120, okay? Relax here. People love Jameis. <laughs> All right, my game of the week is going to be the San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. I will be taking the Philadelphia Eagles to win this game. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a really close game. I think this game is decided by a field goal. Um, 49ers are all the way back. A lot of team, a lot of people are like, hey, man, this is a Super Bowl team. We might see Kansas City and San Francisco run it back. But I think the Eagles take this win. Jalen Hurts is playing really good, really early. So I think he's going to carry this momentum. Fantasy player in that, I'm going to give it to Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders really needs to have a big game for for this team to win. And he has to put up 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I've got Philly, too. I think Mm -hmm. this – and I want Philly because I want the Trey Lance questions. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I I yeah I would take Philly plus one forty. I think that's I think that's a steal. If the line was still the line opened apparently at minus three, so the line has stayed. Um, but I think player of the game or fantasy player to watch. I, I it's kind of chalky, but I'm going Jalen Hurts because I think he's going to need to get it done with his legs and his arm in order to win. I think he's going to have to have. Uh, a four-in-one game. He's going to have to throw for four, rush for one. He's going to have to really control the pace of play. I think he's going to be the most important fantasy player and just the most important piece to Philadelphia winning. And again, this would be the ultimate, this would be a coming out game. This would be a statement game for for San Francisco or for Philly. Oh yeah. This would be a uh, quarterback of the future move. You've got your Donovan McNabb for the next eight to 10 years minimum yeah absolutely um next game atlanta falcons going down to tampa bay that's easy um 
we're gonna go with Tampa Bay. Yep. And we're gonna go with Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate I don't I don't hate Gronk either. Ah, yeah, for sure. Yep. And Gronk. And A B. There you go. One, two, three. How many players on Arizona or Atlanta's defense do you need? Uh Vic Beasley. Uh, Big Beasley. Play any Tampa Bay Buccaneers you have in fantasy. I know I will. <laughs> what they did to here's the thing. They did what they did to Dallas. Dallas would shut out the Atlanta or like the Dallas defense versus the Atlanta defense is not even a question. Dallas's defense is far better. So yeah, yes. you you play all your Buccaneers. We'll move on. Yep. Uh, Vikings at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals are coming back down to earth. The Vikings will win this game. The Vikings will go one and one. I think the player to watch absolutely will be Dalvin Cook, and it will be Jefferson. I think Jefferson has a good game as well. I'm definitely going to start Justin Jefferson. I think Arizona wins this. I think Arizona covers. Uh, I think that player of the game, Christian Kirk, two touchdowns. Ooh, another two? Yep. Nobody could touch Jamar Chase against Cincinnati. Uh, I think that they are going to shade Harrison Smith, and they're going to overcover DeAndre Hopkins. And I think the Vikings just don't have anybody with the speed to keep up with a guy like Christian Kirk. Rashad Breeland is back there now, so that's yeah. the X. He's really good. How did that, how did that go? How did that go against Tyreek? Believe he didn't touch him. Yeah, he didn't. All right. <laughs> Cowboys at the Chargers. Who you got? I got the Chargers. I got the Chargers. I got the Chargers. I got Keenan Allen. I I think that's the I. Cowboys missing their best defensive player and missing a guard now. And have they cleared Zach Martin? Yes. Okay. I think uh, you're going against not as good of a defensive line, but a good defensive line. I think it's a shootout, but I have more faith in the Chargers coming up with one big stop than Dallas coming up with one big stop. Yeah. Especially without DeMarcus Lawrence, because I think – uh, jo- uh, Justin Herbert's gonna have all day. No, that defense line is over. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Next game, uh, Tennessee Titans at the Seattle Seahawks. Who you got? I have Seattle until Tennessee can prove to me that they're a real team. Uh, and if the player, fantasy player of the game isn't Derrick Henry, I'm going to drive down to Nashville and slap Mike Vrabel in the face. <laughs> Run the fucking ball, dude. <laughs> I'm taking Seattle Seahawks, and my player of the game will be Russell Wilson. He will throw for another, what, well, he threw three touchdowns? Uh-huh. I think he's going to throw for four. I think it'll be... Two to DK, one to lock it, and the screen to Carson. 
Do they cover Kong six? All the oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna cover six. Um Sunday night, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. And this right now is a minus four. I am taking that's not enough. I am taking Kansas City, and my player to watch will be uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think he has a good game. He runs the ball well against Baltimore when Kansas City is up by two touchdowns in the half, and he'll have his 120 yards with two touchdowns. Minus uh, four right now. Uh, I got minus three and a half, but yeah, I I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs to spread. I hate to say it, but I there's not enough, man. Not enough. Baltimore's too banged up. I think a healthy Baltimore. This is a better question. Like we're talking Rashad Bateman, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, your starting tackle, what Stanley? Stanley. You get Marcus Peters on the other side of the Marcus ball. Marcus Peters on the other side. I think, I think this game is maybe a closer to a pickup. Yes, but yeah, it's just too much. I got Kansas City. Lamar is special, but man, I don't. Again, I think they'll be able to run the ball. I just don't. I I think Kansas City is going to get more stops. Yeah, absolutely. that's what it's going to come down to. I would. I don't know what the old. Over it over is 54 and a half. I would take the over. Taking the over? Yeah. I don't think the Ravens score enough to make this a game. And I, I'm taking the under on this game. I already got that bet in. Bet. And the biggest spread, the second biggest spread of the week, the Detroit Lions at oh. Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers at minus 11. I got Detroit to cover. I got Detroit to cover as well. That's one of my picks of the week, Detroit plus 11. I'll take that. I think Detroit's got heart, man. Real. I think they really do. Uh, Enough heart to steal this game? No. Jeff Okuda's out. So the player of the game is Devontae Adams. Uh, it's got to be. But my honorable mention is going to be Hawkinson. Because I don't think Green Bay really has anybody who can cover him truly. Uh, it's it's going to come down to one big stop, and we'll see. Because if Detroit does pull this out, you got Aaron Rodgers is going to have to more than do more in his press conference and be like, oh, man, chill out. It's just one loss. You're going to have to start answering some questions about and fuck you were doing in Hawaii. Especially you do that shit on a Monday night. The rest of the week is yours, Aaron Rodgers. So you better win this game. I do have the Lions to cover. I have the Packers to game-winning drive-like to cover this uh, win. But I do have the Packers winning. Huma huma nuka nuka apua'a. It's the national fish of Hawaii. Oh, fun fact of the day. All right, Jay, it is time for Picks of the Week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. 
the money back guarantee picks of the week. Uh, yeah, picks of the week, bro. Picks of the week, all NFL. We've got our Saturday picks. I'm even gonna lay off the KHL. It's gonna be a, a slow weekend for the KHL. I'm gonna take Tampa minus 12 and a half. It's the largest spread of the week, second largest spread of the week. Um, just too many weapons, man. Too many weapons. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona minus three and a half. I think they cover easily. Uh, I mentioned Detroit plus eleven. I just I think they've got a lot of heart, and I don't think the Packers have any. So I'm betting on heart. That's the Shane Falco pick of the week. Coach McGinty, what will Washington need to get back into this ball game? Heart. I'm I'm sorry. You gotta have heart. Can you elaborate on that? Miles and miles of heart. They have heart. Miles of heart. Gotta have it. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna put the Gene Hackman. What do you need in the second half? Um, (laughs) I've got the LA Rams minus three and a half, and then I'm taking KC over or over 54 and a half. Um, Those are my official picks. I also really like the Browns. Cincinnati money line. I like Philadelphia money line. Uh, and my stay away from it at all fucking costs is Patriots Jets. I hate every part of that game. Not going to touch it with a 10 foot pole. That game is radioactive to me. <laughs> all right. My picks of the week. I'm going to take the Chiefs with an alternate spread of eight and a half. That is at uh, 225. I think the Chiefs do roll this team very easily. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings money line. I think the Vikings will win this game. Um, I'm going to take the over in the Saints and Panthers game. That is at 44 and a half. I think there will be a lot more points than that. I don't know why they don't think Carolina will score, but I think they will. And then I am going to take the under on the Tennessee Titans and Seahawks game. That is at 54. I think that's going to be a slow running game that ends at 21-14. Definitely, guys, please take a look at that Raiders and Steelers game. That spread is at six and a half, and I think the Raiders are way better than that. Way better than that. I'm definitely putting some side money on that game. The Jays a dumb bitch game of the week is Dallas Chargers. Because <laughs> I feel like no matter what side of that game I bet, the other team is going to win by like 30 points. I could see that game being like a sneaky blowout that I don't see coming. Yeah. yeah absolutely, man. I think the Cowboys, I think Zeke really runs the ball well that game. Really runs the ball. I, I'm taking the Cowboys too now. Taking the Cowboys too. Plus 160? Yep, I'm taking the Cowboys money line. They're good. They're a really good team. Guys, they did lose Dexter Lawrence for about eight weeks with a broken foot, but they're going to be in shootouts. Dak is going to be throwing the ball well. He's going to be leading the league and receiving yards, possibly touchdowns. Dak Prescott, 
he's a really good quarterback, and I think he wins this game for sure. Those are your winners. Stay tuned for our social by the time this is out. Uh, Angel is going to break down his fantasy football money back guarantee waiver wire pick of the week. We're going to highlight a player who's owned by under 35% of leagues, according to Yahoo Fantasy. And Angel is going to break down why you should pick him and why you should pick him up. So we've got that coming. Help you win your fantasy matchups. Ride us, fade us. We'll see what happens this weekend. But God bless you all because football is back. Football is back. Week two is looking good. And we have money to spend and money to win because all our money is guaranteed. Not guaranteed. Not guaranteed at all. Not guaranteed. I didn't yeah. do. I didn't do that last week. There's an, there's an asterisk, bro. You did terrible. <laughs> One it's for awful. five. <laughs> awful. I absolutely awful. With these, I know I'm gonna do good. It's gonna be a perfect week. Is coming up. I need to. I need to tone in my inner Mahomes and not lose in September. You know, I gotta just tone it in, find it, and win. See you next week.